What is up, everybody? I am back. It is your girl, Simply Zahara. And I do want to apologize for my hiatus, but your girl's last episode was back in November of 2018. And I went, I guess you could say MIA, because your girl was pregnant. I found out I was pregnant back in July of 2018 and ended up having my son early in 2019, um, January 25th, 2019. So yesterday was my very first Mother's Day, you guys. And it was really, really special. I got to spend time with family, um, received a lot of well wishes and, uh, you know, happy first Mother's Day from loved ones and friends and um, which are my loved ones, of course, and got to spend a lot of time with my son. But um, I'm back and, you know, I just wanted to take some time to kind of gather my thoughts and, you know, with it being Mother's Day, it wasn't just so much of, oh my goodness, I'm a mother and I'm mothering a son. I have a child. It was more so of, you know, not just a celebration of me being a mother, but it kind of scared me because I was like, it's real. Like, okay, yeah, you had your son in January, but here's your first Mother's Day. And it's like really setting home. Like every day I see my son, but it's like my first Mother's Day, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm being celebrated as a mother because I'm a mother. And excuse me, but you know, it's just, it's shocking. It's not like shocking. I don't know how to explain it. And maybe my, you know, mothers who, you know, were first time mommies, the first time you had your child, of course, you know what feeling I'm talking about. It's hard to even put words together to express that feeling but it's almost like anxiety because I'm responsible for a human being and it's like I have to plan for his future I have to make sure that I live my life according accordingly you know in order to set him up so it's just like a lot of pressure (laughs) I had to go through yesterday it was like oh my gosh panic attack I'm a mama And it was just whatever, but it was a very special day. So happy Mother's Day to my mothers. I know it's a late well wish of, you know, Mother's Day, but you know, my heart, I love you guys and power to you mommies because I, you know, didn't realize everything that went into being a mother until I became a mother myself. So hats off to us. We do it. We winging it. You know, we are winging this, but we're doing well. Okay. But anyway, so I am back. You guys, I am trying to come up with a cohesive schedule that I can actually be consistent and disciplined with and not say, Oh, this is what we're doing. And you know what I plan for my platform and plan for my um, podcast and then not follow through. So I'm going to kind of keep my mouth shut because the last episode was just shut up. And I, you know, talked about how you put a lot of plans into the airwaves and when you're not consistent, you look like a fool. So I'm going to take my own advice and kind of hush up with the plans that I have for my um, podcast until I can actually solidify something. So just bear with me, you guys. I'm still trying to figure out this mothering as well as getting my, you know, adventures, you know, not adventures, excuse me, my adventures together. So kind of bear with me, but I am back. I enjoyed my first Mother's Day. So I'm going to kind of, for a Mother's Day special, I'm going to go ahead and even though it's a day late, you know, it's better to be late than never. So I'm going to kind of just share, you know, my story of my labor and delivery. So again, my son came to this world January 25th, 2019 at 4.53 p.m. He was five pounds, one ounce. He was not due until February 19th. I had had it in my mind 
because I knew when I conceived, it was the day was June 4th. Okay, I knew exactly when I had conceived and everything. So in my mind, I don't know why you guys, but I actually had the month of March as his due date, like early March. Kind of like that first week leading into like the first of the second week of March. Don't know why I'm not a doctor, never had a child before, never been pregnant, but that just made sense to me. But whatever. My um, doctor was like, no, your due date's going to be February 19th. So cool, whatever. So in the midst of that, you guys, I found out I was pregnant July 2nd. It was really crazy. I was working at a company doing, you know, just well there. And I ended up like that week, my car got totaled. Not that week, excuse me. Like a couple weeks prior, my car got totaled. And then, you know, I'm staying with friends until I get back on my feet to get another car. And then, you know, my schedule, I'm trying to find another car. I can't really find another car because my schedule, I work crazy, like early afternoon into late night shift. So it was really hard for me to designate time to go look for a car. So then, you know, I'm putting in time, you know, to receive, you know, requests off and everything, had some family stuff going on. And they denied me and I was literally working like what, 12 hours a day, seven days a week for them. And I felt like, you know, okay, so you can use my time, but I can't ask you guys to grant me time off so I can, you know, get transportation to be able to come back to work. Okay. Ended up walking out, you guys. So understand I knew June 4th is when I have in my idea that the deed happened. And a baby was in the works, not knowing that's what happened, but whatever. June 9th, I walked out of my job and here it is. I'm feeling sick. A couple months later, not thinking anything of it to July 2nd, confirmation I am pregnant. So you can just imagine the anxiety that I was having. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, girl, you are pregnant. Okay. And I am 27, about to be 28. I am good. I have a savings. I have family, you know, but it's just like, it was just a a scary thing because I'm like, you're going to be responsible for a human being, but whatever. So then it was just like, oh my gosh. And so a couple months later in the month of October, a mother brings her kid into our backyard. It's cold around that time here in Dallas, Texas, you guys. So then she abandons one. It's cold. She never comes back. And it was a storm and it was just like really, 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 really cold rain. So, of course, I'm pregnant with my child. I'm praying that I don't get, you know, rabies or anything. I have to rescue this kitten to her. The uh, kitten was a boy, but his mother comes back, drops off two more kittens. I can't leave those in the cold rain. So I end up taking them a couple of days later after we took the first one in. So here we are, you know fostering these kittens while I'm pregnant it was just a mess and I was looking for a no-kill shelter but all the no-kill shelters I found here in Dallas and you know suburban area uh, area excuse me were like packed they weren't taking them so if they took them in they were going to have to end up taking them to a shelter that was a euthanized you know they euthanized our animals it was just a mess and so 
I was so against that. So I ended up, you know, just freaking out or whatever. So we have that going on. (laughs) So I'm being a mother to three kittens. I'm raising them, taking care of them. And then here comes January 20th. I have some crazy upstairs neighbors, you guys. (laughs) And they decide, you know, I'm home alone. I'm on bed rest because, you know, we're getting towards the month of February now. You know, I'm already swelling and stuff. And here I am. I'm home alone. My family is out. I don't even remember what they were doing. And here I am. I'm home alone. And the fire alarm is just blaring. I'm thinking the cats did something. What's going on? There's water everywhere. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I realized the water is coming from the walls and stuff. And from the, the, the bottom of the floor, I'm freaking out. What is going on? I start trying to grab things because I'm like, okay, if there's a fire, I have to be able to grab my family's belongings. That's important. My belongings, that's important. The stuff that I've accumulated for the baby that's coming. And I'm just stressed out. Come to find out the kids upstairs, I guess they did something or I think maybe the washer wasn't installed correctly. It's been just a mess. And so I'm stressed out calling my family frantic. I think there's a fire. I don't know. I don't smell smoke. I don't smell fire, but the fire alarm will not stop. It will not stop. Then I'm realizing there's water coming from the fire alarm. I'm just like freaking out. Long story short, what happened was there was a leak upstairs, like I said, that caused some electrical shortage. So water's just coming from everywhere, messing up our, you know, our electrical um, sockets, everything. It's just, oh my gosh, you guys. So then they ended up having to come fix it and everything. And the alarm was just going on for hours and hours, you guys. And imagine I'm pregnant. I'm eight months pregnant. I'm on bed rest. I'm freaking out. This, just the stress. Well, three days later, I had my doctor's appointment. My blood pressure, because it was just chaotic and it was smelling like wet wood it was just like I'm freaking out I'm like I can't have mildew or mold growing while I'm pregnant that's not good for the baby you know and come to find out go to my doctor's appointment three days later and oh your blood pressure is 200 over 110 you need to go to the hospital right now we may be delivering your baby you guys so I ended up having a early labor and they're just like I can't believe you didn't you know, realize that you had such a high blood pressure, like the baby wasn't doing anything different, you know, what's going on. And it's just like, I've never had any high blood pressure issues. So that whole episode at the apartment caused me to have an early labor. So here I am, they're trying to get my blood pressure down late Wednesday night, it's not going down. So then they end up having to put me on magnesium sulfate. They're like, okay, it looks like if it's not going down, we're going to end up having to induce your labor, but we're going to give you some time because, um, my child's father was in California and it was just like, oh my gosh. So I'm telling him what's going on. And he's like, I won't be back till Friday or, you know, cause he was doing some work, I guess. And so I'm just like, oh my gosh. So it was just a lot, you guys. So I was in labor. I was <laughs> holding on for him. And my doctors was just like, you're a trooper. Literally like my nurses and everything, like you're a trooper. I held on till Friday and they were like, we have to break your water. Like, you know, so it was just a lot, but 
my baby came January 25th. And in the midst of that, the cats were still at the house. And my mama ended up having to take them to a Dallas shelter. She didn't want to upset me because I, I fell in love with those cats. And I didn't want them to go to a, a kill shelter, a euthanization, you know, a euthanization uh, shelter, euthanizing shelter. I can't even talk. And sure enough, some woman from Cat Matchers <laughs> here in Dallas saw the cats. She took them in and everything. So it was just a blessing. But, you know, I was scared that I was going to lose my baby. It was just bad, you guys. And the magnesium sulfate, for the mothers who know what I'm talking about, when you have preeclampsia, also formerly known as toxema, you know what I'm talking about. Like, it it causes you to have flu-like symptoms and you become rude, evil, you know. I was like a schizophrenic. I'm not even going to lie. It it was that severe. And when I heard, you know, they gave me a disclaimer, you know, this is what you're going to feel like. You might do this. You might do that. I was like, yeah, right. Like medicine does not ever, you know, alter my behavior or anything, whatever. Like I don't experience those symptoms, whatever. Those side effects do not affect me. Yes. Those side effects did actually occur. So I'm glad, I'm actually glad that um, they gave me a heads up because I was just rude and I was sad because I wanted to have a vaginal birth. So they would have me on the epidural. I'm on magnesium sulfate. They're giving me antibiotics and all this stuff because I ended up having a staph infection. I don't know how that occurred. It was just a lot, you guys. And it wasn't from the animals or anything. So I don't know how that occurred, but whatever. And so, um, you know, just, they did everything that they could for the baby and the baby came, no issues until my child was not able to actually hold his temperature. So he had to be admitted to the NICU. So I didn't even get to like, I had a C-section. That's what I'm trying to get to. I had ended up having to have a C-section. Didn't get to really see him or hold him until later on. I spent about 10 minutes with him because they realized, okay, he's latching on. He's doing good. But his temperature is down, so he's not able to regulate his temperature, keep it regulated. So they ended up having to admit him to the NICU. I was torn up. So here I am. I was admitted, um, I want to say January 23rd, had my baby January 25th. I personally did not leave the hospital until like February 1st or 2nd, and then he didn't leave until like February 5th. So we were in there for a long time. And then you guys, <laughs> there was like a gas line like issue. So all the food that I wanted, that's why I actually picked this hospital. The food that I wanted wasn't even on the menu because the gas line or whatever, it was like an issue. And I'm just like, this is not what I had in mind for my first child, like giving birth to my first child whatsoever. So it was just a mess, you guys, you know, but that's motherhood. You wing it, you make the best of it. You know, I'm glad I have my family beside me, you know, friends and everything, but it was just a mess, you know? So all that stress that I, you know, went through thinking that we were about to lose everything (laughs) caused me to go into early labor because my blood pressure was high, you know, and I didn't even know it. I didn't have any contractions, even when they were inducing my labor. I didn't feel anything. My pain tolerance is crazy because I didn't have the epidural until like later because I got afraid that I was going to wait too long and I would not be able to have the epidural. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not going for the natural birth thing. But um, I ended up asking for it because they're even like, okay, you're at a five, about to be six. What's going on? But I stopped dilating after about five. So, um, 
they ended up having to induce my labor. And if women, if you were able to just have your birth, like naturally your water broke on its own power to you, I would not wish the fact that you have to have your water, you know, broke, broken, whatever. I can't even speak English. Just thinking about it. That crap hurts you guys. Like they put this stick up inside of you. Oh my gosh. And then they don't tell you about how they actually monitor the baby inside you either. They have to push all up in you and check your dilation. They put a fist up you. You're going to fist it, you guys. Like, oh my gosh, it was so painful. <laughs> I was just like, okay, and I have a high pain tolerance, but this is uncomfortable and very invasive. It was just a mess. So I feel like, you know what? I'm a big girl, you know? Even after all that, I'm actually okay to say, you know what? I do want more more kids. Like after, you know, I'm home, I'm healed up from the C-section scar, which used to hurt when I had to cough and stuff. And I was coughing a lot. You know, I was like, you know what? I did it. I survived. And I have this beautiful baby boy named Levi. That's my baby's name. And, you know, I'm looking at him. I'm like, we did it. Like, I can do this again. I don't know. I say that now, but... (laughs) I do want another one, but a couple more, but I'm just like, we did it. So I didn't get to experience the vaginal birth. I kind of wanted to hurry up and experience that to see what that felt like. But if I can take on a deep incision, I can take, you know, having a vaginal birth. But I feel like, you know, that whole thing, if you actually have a C-section, you can't really have a vaginal birth. So what I want to do, if that's the case, because, you know, medicine's always changing, I want to have the C-section vaginal so that you're able to have a C-section, but then it's like they're able to go ahead and also do vaginal. I don't know. I have to read up on it. I'm probably not explaining that correctly, but I, you know, read up on it not too long ago when I was, you know, about to give birth and stuff around that last month or so. But anyways, you guys, so that's really what it was. And the NICU, you know, I didn't really agree. I'm actually going to write a letter to corporate because the hospital that was supposed to be ranked number one for, you know, having your baby. I was at, I'm not going to say I had my baby in Plano, but it was not a good experience whatsoever. <laughs> I went through a lot at that hospital. So I'm writing a letter to corporate. I'm not going to out them or anything on my platform because that's not what I want to do. But, you know, I had some wonderful nurses some not so wonderful and the greatest gift was delivered there my baby boy and I love him so much you guys he's such an angel and I couldn't ask for another baby (laughs) if that makes sense I'm so in love with my son he is just a blessing but you guys that's really what's been going on you know the NICU shout out to any mommies that had their baby um that had their baby had to been taken to the NICU and those who still have their babies in the NICU, you know, just keep praying, you know, my baby, not, it wasn't only his temperature, but he was also not completing his feedings. So I would just like go and I would just pray and pray that he finished his bottle because I had to bottle feed him. And I would like take my breast milk that I was pumping in the, my hospital room to the NICU. And it was just breaking my heart because I just felt so defeated and then I didn't want to feed him at times because I didn't want him to feel that anxiety because you know babies can pick up on your your um, emotions and I just didn't want him feel like I was disappointed in him because it wasn't that I was disappointed it was just more like baby like I'm like please like 
finish your feeding so we can go home because it's really uncomfortable to, especially for first time mommies to have your baby in the NICU. Let me just say for myself, I just felt like I was not able to learn my child, if that makes sense. Like I wanted to be able to learn my child, not having people in my ear. One nurse telling me do it this way. Another nurse tells me do it this way. This nurse saying, no, why are you doing this way? You're supposed to be this way. But I'm like, okay, but this nurse yesterday told me to do it like this. It was just really stressful. And here I am. I'm trying to get my blood pressure down still. That's why I'm still in the hospital. And it was just like, it was crazy. And I was a fall risk. So it took me a while to even see him. So after I saw him that first time, which I vaguely remember because of the medications that I was on. I didn't get to see him until like a day and a half later because I couldn't hold him or anything. And it was just a mess. And I was trying to get back down from the medication. So, you know, anybody who's going through the NICU, I'm praying for you. My heart goes out to even the babies that were in there when I was there. I'm trying not to cry. It was really sad because, you know, you, you want to be with your baby and to see your baby just, you know, having a feeding tube and hooked up. It's really, it's hard. It's a hard thing, you know, and I just pray for any mother going through that right now, you know, just keep praying and my prayers and my love to is to you, you know, and my child, I was in there for like two weeks, you know, so just know that it'll get better. Your baby is going to go home with you, you know, and just go visit your baby, spend time with your child and let your baby feel that love. Because I really feel like me being there with Levi a lot of times and they're like, you need to get your rest because when you go home, you're not going to have the luxury of the NICU or the nursery. And even though my baby never got to go to the nursery, I wanted my baby to room in with me. So to have my baby taken and being put in the NICU, I was so upset, but you know, it was good for him. But, you know, just know that they're going to do their best to take care of your child. Now, one thing I am upset with, you know, upset about, and I'm putting this in my letter to the corporate, you know, for the corporate or whatever, the board, whatever, whomever I need to write this email to. I'm upset because my baby acquired um, diaper rash. And I noticed that they weren't changing him the way he was, you know, supposed to be changed. But, you know, I'm not even going to go into that. So I'm not going to use my platform to dog them out. But, yeah, I'm going to dog them out in the email because I'm, you know, some of the care. I was so upset. And I thank the nurses that I got that actually took care and was upset because that shouldn't have happened. He shouldn't have gotten a diaper rash, you know, exactly. So for the other nurses to say that and realize that, too, I know I'm not crazy. I'm not just picking a fight. So I was like, how is my baby going to get a diaper rash? And my baby has been home with me, you guys since February 5th and he has not gotten another diaper rash so I don't understand what's going on but whatever or what went on but anywho so my baby is home and I love him dearly you guys so in November if you could tell I was winded I was unable to talk my baby was bearing down and I think that's when I really noticed like okay something's going on and I didn't want to think the worst and I thought maybe he was just dropping because it was almost time to have him I didn't know. It was like three weeks until my due date. But uh, no, it was my blood pressure. And I didn't know after that episode at the apartments. But, you know, he's home and he is healthy. He is eating. He is three months, going to be four months and two weeks. But he's already fitting six month clothes. I have to put away his, you know, zero to three months and three month outfits and put them away for, you know, a new time mommy that's having a boy. 
you just pass it on. So I have it all ready to go for whomever is going to have a a baby boy next at my church or a friend that I have or, or family member. But I mean, he is just a blessing and he's healthy and I can't even just express the love that I have for this little boy and just the gratitude to God for saving my baby because anything could happen in the NICU. He might not have wanted to eat anymore and constantly have to be on feeding tubes, you know, and just seeing those other babies like that, you guys, it just broke my heart. Every time I went into the NICU and there was like several different pods, I would walk in praying for everybody's baby. So, you know, mothers just know that it's not just your prayers. Like your other NICU moms are praying for your child too, because I know for me, I was doing that. Because it wasn't just me going to see Levi. It was, you know, all these other babies, these beautiful little babies, boys and girls, twins, everything, triplets. Like, it just broke my heart. And I was, like, praying for them as well. Because, you know, you don't want a mother to go through that. But just know there's a community of moms, you know. And I purposely, you know, sometimes you just tunnel vision. I'd be like, I'm going to go see Levi. But then I see a mom with that may have been down just a smile just a hey how are you that can really brighten up their day because they recognize you they know that you're also a NICU mom too you know so it's kind of like I wish one thing I wish there was more of a community but you know I tried to make my own little community whenever I went to go visit Levi but anyways so you guys that's really what happened you know happy Mother's Day my first Mother's Day I enjoyed it, especially to be able to be home with my baby. And I feel bad in my prayers to not feel bad, like pity, but, you know, feel bad. Like my heart goes out to the mothers that had to spend time with their baby, either at a grave site or, you know, at the NICU. You know, and I just my prayers and love to those moms. But just know, you know, your baby's going to prevail and everything God's will, you guys, and the Lord's will, the Lord's will be done, you know, and my heart to moms who've lost their children too, you know, it's, it's hard. You know, a lot of times people dwell on children who lose their mother on mother's day, but what about those mothers who lost their child and they're not able to be as, you know, happy on mother's day because they may have been a mother and feel like they were no longer a mother. But once you join that mother club, girl, you are always a mommy. Okay. And you have my love, no matter what circumstance, no matter what state your child may be in, you're always a mom, period, period, period <laughs> in my eyes. And just know you are loved and happy Mother's Day to you. So, you guys, that is it for right now. I am working on some content that I'm about to release. So I just wanted to say happy Mother's Day, especially, you know, let y'all know I am a mommy and I'm now in the Trail Mamas Club. And I'm saying that for a reason, because I have a website. It's a blog site that's in the works. It's published, still going to get tweaked, still trying to figure things out, but it is Trail Mama. And I'll talk about that a little bit later down the road. Now, that is plans that I will be, you know, those are plans, excuse me, that I am putting out in the airwaves because it's already solidified. I just need to tweak some stuff and feel like, okay, cool, we we going. But I was like, you know, I'm going to let y'all see that growth. So, yes, Chill Mama is a blog site. So once everything's done, I'll release that information. So it's out there, but kind of want to tweak it before I let the URL drop on my podcast. And also, well, I have a page for it, but 
Anywho, we'll talk about that later. But you guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Happy Mother's Day. And you know, just know you are loved. You know, you are winging it. Motherhood is something that you just have to learn on the go. It, you, when you had your baby, you weren't given any instruction book or anything, no manual. It's just something that you get, you know, advice on and something that is just self-taught, self-learned. You got to do it on your own. But just know there's a community, a community, oh my gosh, a community of mothers out there. So just know that, okay? And if you have any questions, anything you want to discuss anything you know whatever have you about motherhood and all that kind of want to start a segment for motherhood because this is new to me and I just want to kind of open that up send any questions or comments to simply Zahar that's s as in Sam I M as in Mary P as in Paul L Y Z as in Zachary H as in Henry A as in Arthur R as in Ralph A as in Arthur at gmail.com that is simply zahara at gmail.com and any business inquiries whatever have you you can send that to simply zahara at outlook.com all right you guys i want to thank you so much for tuning in and happy mother's day even though it's belated but hey it's still mother's day every day because you have to wipe clean up okay after those kids every day so every day should be mother's day love you guys bye